Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. $5,000. That's the average amount of money people in the U.S. are now spending on gas in a year. Five grand. That's crazy. If you drive, you have to download Upside, the free app that gives you cash back every time you get gas. That's right. You can earn real cash back with Upside just by buying the gas you're already buying. You can literally start earning cash back today. I use Upside every time I fill up, and I've already made around two, three hundred dollars $300. You're putting gas in your car anyway. Why not get real cash back? If you like free money, download Upside. I'm saving the cash I earn from using Upside to help pay for a vacation later this year. Download the free Upside app now to earn cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code GAME to get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code GAME for a 25 cents per gallon bonus. Welcome to Marvel Vision, a podcast about Marvel, the MCU, and right now, Secret Invasion. I'm Alex. I'm Justin. I'm Pete. And we are going to be talking about episode three of Secret Invasion, Betrayed. So if you haven't checked it out yet, uh, well, we'll definitely get into general feelings and stuff in a second. But spoiler warning up top, if you haven't watched the episode on Disney+, Plus, please do go watch it. You got to do go watch. Uh, you gotta go watch it because we're gonna get full into spoilers and reactions and jump all over the place and yell at each other a lot. That's what we do on this podcast, man. That's gonna happen this time too. But to give you a brief overview, Nick Fury is fighting back against a scrawl invasion of specifically Europe. It doesn't Epic seem to be effective. Proportions. Yeah. Everybody's a scrawl. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Pretty much, Nick Fury probably also a scroll by the end of the series. Oh I guess come we'll on, see. man! No, they're all going to be like Spider-Man pointing at each other, being like, wait, you were a scroll the entire time? I was a scroll. Yeah, this is not wrong. an issue. Yeah, they're confused. Yes. And then so anyway, he's working. He, he fought with Talos, uh, but they get back together this episode, so it's fine. And they're working together to try to stop a submarine from destroying a plane uh, yep. for the United yeah, Nations, yeah. which will stop a world war. But this is all part of Gravik, who has our big villain's plan. Yeah, exactly. Like, that's the only way of destroying a plane is from a submarine. We all know this. And below. You got to be right below it. You got to yeah. be directly below. Otherwise, you can't fire. Miss? Yeah. 100%. We're all military men. The graphic, though, is actually trying to figure out who his traitor is. Of course, his traitor is Gia, played by Amelia Clark, and she's dead at the end of this episode. We're getting this very cool pattern of Ooh. killing main female characters once every other episode. So I expect it won't I would happen. say that's the opposite of a cool pattern. It's very cool, because like no, it, no. now we know not to expect it in episode four, but episode five, probably Nick Fury's wife is going to die to motivate him. And then in the last episode, no female characters will die. So that's pretty cool. That's a cool thing, yeah. right? Pete? And all the guys nope. will high five. They'll be like, no, no girls. So <laughs> that's what they should have called the girls. series instead of Secret Invasion is no girls <laughs> allowed. 
it would make more sense because uh, I'm not feeling secret invasion much. Yes. Here. So as I mentioned, we met Nick Fury's wife. It turns out she's been working for Gravik the whole time. She's part of the she's scroll, scroll resistance. She also is a scroll. And we get a big hint about another not so secret scroll towards the end of this episode. Um, other things that happen, that's pretty much it. There's other things that happen that we could probably talk about here. Uh, but uh, I'm curious, Pete, you weren't here for episode two. Yeah. Just to, just to sort of recap Justin and my feelings, I think we were, I, I personally liked episode two better than episode one, but we still felt like there were major problems in terms of the tone and the pacing of the thing. We really wanted to like it, but it's just not quite working for us, including episode three now, Pete, where are you at with this series? Well, it's, it's hard to like it because, um, Nick Fury sucks at his job all of a sudden. <laughs> like, he just blows at everything that he's doing. So, uh, yeah, plus all the uh, the death of the cool female characters is a thing that's a serious problem for this show. So it's what to like. Um, also, like, man, how many... That's a very elaborate place to put a gun. There are tons of places you can put guns, but like in the yeah. bank oh, right. with at that the, whole thing at, yeah, was yeah. just so at the, weird. At the like, end, I agree. At the end of the episode. For a gun? You go yes, through all Nick that Fury's for Nick Fury's wife goes to a safe deposit box and there's just a gun in there. Is it a yeah. special gun? We don't know. doesn't seem to be. It better be special. If that's just a lowercase g gun, then we <laughs> wasted a lot of safe deposit box money. Yeah. For sure. Like send somebody a note that just says, go buy a gun. Don't like, make them go to a fucking... <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> I mean, like, uh, it, yeah, that was such a letdown of the of a, a package reveal. I was like, it's just a gun. Um, yeah, I'm having a hard time. And what sucks is I love Nick Fury. Mm -hmm. um, also, I love Talos. The whole dog thing was a fun a fun bit in the car, but otherwise. I'm really worried about what this show is and what's going to happen because so far it's three in and I'm not having a good time. This is, um, well, they, it, at episode four, they rename it to um, Grumpier Old Scrolls. Is oh, that man. sort of um, the vibe? Although, I'm Grumpier Old here. Men, I love both those movies. So maybe this will be the turning point. I, I will throw out there. I mean, I think. Oh, go ahead, Justin. I was going to no, go, go, go. Well, go. all I was going to say, no, and I think it. we kind of said this the last two episodes as well, is the cast is still very good. You yeah. know, and they're doing the best with what they're given. The best part of the show, hands down, at least this episode in particular, is like you were saying, Pete, Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel Jackson are good actors, and I enjoy their chemistry and them working together. I just wish the material that was written for them was better and the direction was better and i my main reaction out of this is like i'd love to watch them on another show that is not this show but also like well how I think dumb do you have to, to be oh sorry uh, I, I was gonna I say that just that speaks to the squandered potential that we mm -hmm. have here uh the whole show is like they aren't taking advantage of the storyline, the uh, the actors that they have here, the all the stuff that's on the board in a Invasion of the Body Snatchers show set in the Marvel Universe. And instead, we're getting this sort of soap opera. It feels like it's soap opera dialogue. It's soap opera choices. They build this as like it's our Andor, and it's just so far from that. Like the beauty of a great espionage show. Uh, 
is that everything sort of folds in on itself and like all the characters we're playing the game along with the characters and in this we're watching people sort of shuffling around in this plot and nothing feels like it means anything also like it's really frustrating because these people are supposed to be spies and clearly uh you know the one uh, scroll is like Okay, we got to find out who the traitor is. I'm going to say the key parts of uh, information right in front of the one person I'm worried is the traitor. And then they're obviously going to take that information and use it so I can obviously trap them. Like, if you're a spy, why would you fall for that bait? Like, it is clear that you are being trapped and set up. Like, why would you go for that if you are well, any good at your job at all? I, I agree with you, Pete. And I think this is something that we've talked about with the press two episodes as well is Sam Jackson as Nick Fury is supposed to be ahead of everybody at all time. And I, I, I can forgive a old spy who is not quite at the top of his game, but three hours into the show, we need to have somebody on top of the game. And as viewers, we can't be ahead of everybody at all times. Like, all of the spy things that they're doing. The biggest spy thing that Nick Fury does in this episode is when Talos gets captured, he calls him and calls him Nick. And Nick Fury is like, nobody ever calls me Nick, despite the fact that multiple people have called him Nick over the course of the MCU. So that doesn't even work. But also that's like one of the most hacky, not even spy things, but just action movie things that happens. And across the board, that's what we're getting with all of this. There's no suspense. There's no wonder to tie into what you were saying, Justin. We should be wondering at all times who is a scroll and who is not a scroll. We never wait for longer than a scene to wonder who is a scroll. Like no. every every time they introduce somebody, they're like, "Is that person a scroll?" Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, and it's also crazy because it's like, I feel like they're trying to be like, well, we can't have everybody confused about who's a scroll and who's not. So they reveal instantly. But the rest of the plot of this show is so convoluted and unnecessary. But all we need is just like, wait, what if that person's a scroll? And Nick Fury just boiling and trying to figure it out. The idea that this could be like a buddy show with Ben Mendelsohn and Samuel Jackson being like, are we over the hill to be doing this? Because this is horror this is fucked up we we are not capable of beating this this conspiracy and them like barely scraping by by the skin of their teeth is so fun and we just can't get there they're so bickery and just picking on each other in a way that i just felt was like such a squandered opportunity well let me throw something out at you and i know pete's not going to like this point but this is certainly something that i wondered a little bit this whole run honestly is like is Sam Jackson just not like physically up to this at this point? Uh, what? I know, I know you were going to get upset, but like, Sam. I'm trying to figure out why they have Sam Jackson, who is awesome in everything, mostly sitting on seats for the large majority of the time of every episode and otherwise just kind of hobbling around from place to place. Like I understand he's an old man, but and it's the whole point is like he is over the hill. He says he's retired in this episode. But why why did they do this? Is it because of general laziness on the part of the show, which I do think comes through not to take another a side trip here, but I do think it's all tied together. Like the fact that it, I don't know why people are scrolls wearing their scroll face or not at any particular time, like Gravik and Gia are in scrollos and they're just regular humans. 
Or there's plenty of times where Gravik is wandering around and he's just wearing his human face and never really wears his scroll face at all, even though his that's his whole point. His whole point is we need to be scrolls and we need to be open about being scrolls. The only thing I can figure out there is they're like, eh, it's just easier to have them as humans rather than putting them through makeup all the time. So let's just have them as humans. And I think that comes across to a lot of the choices in the show are like, eh, what's the easier thing to do production wise? Have Sam Jackson yeah. sit on a seat? Let's just do that instead of having him kick ass. And it's a bummer. Well, it's I think a, they're also like would have. It's probably harder to tell all the scrolls apart because they, you know, what are their the makeup and the prosthetics? Unless they really put some time and design into it, it'd be it would be like harder to like I think be like oh that's graphic. He's in a room full of scrolls. It's like and I I think like you're saying, Alex, this show just doesn't want to take the time to solve that creatively. Because to your larger point, I think I don't think it's a Samuel Jackson problem. I think it's just purely a writing story mm-hmm. problem for this show. Because you can write around an older guy. Just yeah. look at so many other like, you know, James uh, Bond movies. James Bond film noir. Yeah. Like James Bond. Um, uh, what's his name? The uh, after Sean Connery. Um, he was like Bear Roger Moore. He could Moore. barely move. <laughs> <laughs> there are fight scenes where he just chops. He's like, like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'll throw and out they a, a still specific, made good movies. I'll throw out a specific opposite example. I don't know if you guys saw this one, but the old man on FX with Jeff Bridges. Oh, like, yeah. yes. I think Great. Jeff Bridges is about the same age as Samuel Jackson, and it's the same basic idea where it's like it's a spy. He's out of the game. He spends most of the episode just bumbling around with his dogs until he gets, of course, sucked back in it. And it ends with this absolutely insane drag out fight. But the way that they play the fight is like, it's brutal. And the guy he's fighting is much younger than him, but he just, he is like this dog just going at it. He just will not die the entire time. And that's a hard standard because that the first episode of the old man is one of my favorite things I've seen in years. It's phenomenal. The first two episodes are Um, so good. Yes. Incredible. But at the same time, that's what we need this to be. Like it's not, it doesn't even need to be phenomenal. It just needs to be like at the level of Captain America, the winter soldier, or one of the better Marvel movies, the thing that we expect from Nick Fury. Or there have been so many great spy movies Mm -hmm. where there's tension. There's, you know, like, I don't know why we're not playing it like this. I almost just want the Benny Hill music to be playing and (laughs) Nick Fury to be running around going, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing because it is just, it's so upsetting um i just i'm really hoping there's going to be a twist here and a and a real shift and we're just going to be like oh man that was all worth it because now this is so cool and well, then, and the more episodes in we're getting i'm really worried that that's not going to happen they seem to be heading in the opposite direction if everything which is very frustrating as well because they're playing this mystery plot of like, what is Gravik up to? And he reveals it this episode, which we already figured out the last episode that he's creating super scrolls to the point that right. he's like, we're going to yeah. be super scrolls. We're not just going to shapeship anymore. We're going to have superpowers. And we get to see that in this episode. Gravik has extremists. That's able how he's able to heal in the museum scene. Presumably others of them have powers. So presumably what we're heading towards is not spy antics so much as superpower fights with Nick Fury and everybody stuck in the middle. That is nowhere near as much fun to watch, particularly when you don't have superheroes, when it's just supposed to be yeah. regular humans. It, it, it's a very, it's a big bummer. Uh, yeah. Well, let's talk positives real quick. Uh, I sure. have two. 
Uh, one, I thought the moment, which we I think we saw in the trailer, um, where uh, the uh, whole cafe stands up and they're all Gravix, yeah. Yeah. that was cool. That yes. was a cool moment. Unfortunately, there was nothing much going on around it that was um, interesting at all. Uh, but that's that's what the show should be. Can, can I throw out there? Because that. I agree yeah. with you. If you poke at that too hard, it doesn't make a lot of logical sense of how that happened or why that happened. But just in terms of a yeah. moment where it's like, oh, it's not just there is a scroll backing him up, but literally everybody in here is scroll. Very cool. And that's the sort of, oh, I didn't see that coming, other than, as you mentioned, we saw it in every single trailer. But like that's the sort of moment that you should be getting. <laughs> Similar to most of the beginning of the first episode with Martin Freeman, where you're like, is this guy who's railing on the scrolls a scroll or is Martin Freeman a scroll? Which who who is the scroll here? That's what we yeah. should be wrapping our brains around the entire time. And I, more of those moments, please. I don't know if they're coming because they're rapidly whittling down the characters who could be scrolls that we've even met in the first three episodes. But we need more of that. Now, let me yeah. ask you guys something. Um you know, is it be every uh, person who works in a museum is a scroll because they are mm -hmm. these evolved species that really appreciates art? So they took all of the jobs at the museums or is it are they saying like there are so many scrolls that no matter what place you go to, it's going to be mostly scrolls working there? I think if you're going to get any sort of job, um where you want to chill a little bit, like working in a museum is awesome because you just stand around a lot and you just have to know a little bit. Yeah, but bit some stuff. people don't like to be on their feet that much. You know what I mean? Those are like hardwood floors or, you know, marble a lot of times. If you're a you scroll, know? you can just change into a chair and sit down, you know? That's the superpower I think we want, yourself? we want them to have. Yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense, but yeah. you could do it if you want to. They established you can turn into a filing cabinet back in Captain Marvel, so there you go. Um, yeah, I also how, saw. Did Captain... you guys? Did you guys get very viscerally uncomfortable with graphic was shouting in the museum? I got that. That made me feel. I was like, shh, shh, calm down, quiet down. It's a museum. Be quiet. Stop shouting. Very uncomfortable. Yeah, that was my major complaint about the episode. Is they're not I following the rules. I didn't have any problems other than that. Yeah, uh, I also the other was thing, like the other positive I, thing I wanted to say real quick. I've just was... been trying to say the same thing for like. Okay, say it. Yeah, just just because it almost happened, so I just want to finish the thought so we can move on. Sorry, Justin. Um, the you know I saw Captain Marvel, so we don't need to do that Nick bit again. You know what I mean? Like, you we're we're just like, give me some credit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've watched everything you did, Marvel. Give me believe that I can retain information or or, or something. It was just. Uh, yeah, sorry, we were talking about Captain Marvel, so I just wanted to kind of like the fact that they did the Nick thing again was a little like, yeah, uh, okay, sorry, Justin, go ahead. Maybe they mean Nickelodeon, the mm -hmm. Nick, 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 Nickelodeon. Nick of Fury uh, Scroll. <laughs> Sounded a little uh, bit like a haunted Nickelodeon at there at the end. Uh, Justin, please ooh, go that ahead. That would be fun. The other thing I was going to say that I thought was positive was like Olivia Coleman. I thought yes. it was very clumsy the way they got to her where they're like, wait, do you say there's something leaving Britain? Let me call the only other character in the show, Olivia <laughs> yeah. Coleman. <laughs> She's British. She'll know. Well, and also that she seemed to completely flip from 
being kind of a, on the side of the good guys, but an antagonist in the previous two episodes to being like, no problem. Whatever information you need, Nick Fury, I'm here. I'm putting a cute little eye patch on my owl. That was adorable. Adorable. I mean, it, it was kind of like my favorite part of the episode where a, a little owl got an eye patch where I was like, this is... This is my only win right here. This is an owl got an eye patch. Here, Pete's going to get angry at me for saying this, but they should have killed off Nick Fury in the first episode and followed Olivia Coleman's character. That would have been a better show. Uh, That's yeah, fun. Unfortunately, Whoa. I agree with you. Okay, I don't yeah. want to agree with you, Shocked. but uh, what other, what other, you know. Uh, couple yeah, but, of, oh, go ahead. Yeah. While we're talking Samuel Jackson, though, like the scene when they're in the car and he's, they're like talking about cleaning up and they use the word poop. And then they see this, they'll say the line, the truth is a mother dog. I was like, what is this? <laughs> I was like, this is your Disney Plus showing, guys. We got to be a little You're, bit. Yeah, you you, you cut off a guy's fingers and tortured him the past episode. You can, you can say a curse. It's okay. You got Sam yeah. Jackson here. Please go ahead. I'm sure there's a bunch of different takes where he cursed up a storm and they didn't use them. They... There were a lot of lines like this, that in this episode where that was clunky for entirely different reasons, but where I felt like people were saying things merely as a setup for somebody else to say a line, which I know I understand that's how dialogue works, but if you, it was the sort of like couplet of people saying things where the second person would say like the mother dog thing. And if you thought for one second, you'd be like, why did that first person say the first thing that didn't make any sense for them to say that sentence out loud, where it's just yeah. a lot of the show feels written, you know, uh, which yeah. I know sounds like a stupid thing to say, but hopefully you know what I mean. Yeah, no, like it's clunky or like uh, sort of forced in a way where it's unmotivated, not not really organic. And speaking of that, like how about the sort of background on the relationship between Fury and his wife? Mm -hmm. We get this like flashback where he's going to get lunch and meet someone is maybe her, this woman. And then but it's not the same name as the his wife's name, right? It's like Vara. He's meeting Vara. And then Scylla is the name of his wife. Uh, I think, so, no, Priscilla is her human name. Vera or Vara is, Vara is her scroll. So it name. is the same lady. Just the that way was they so confusing. So confusing. And also, what is he doing in that coffee shop in the first place? Is he doing spy stuff? Were they supposed to meet? I guess so. It, it was very clunky. And I think a lot of that had to do with the de-aging effect that they were applying to both of them. I imagine they just yeah. technically needed to work around stuff. Uh, but also, like, it wasn't, like, cute or loving. They had to talk about the logistics of the idea that they would one day be in a relationship. And then they just cut to the present day. I was like, what a bummer. Pete, say what you wanted to say and that I, I have another point about this. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really hoping, and I don't want any more female characters to die, but Nick Fury has to know his wife's playing him, right? I mean... Mm -hmm he he's basically been like away and then when he blipped and then came back he peaced out without any kind of saying like if he really loves her he wouldn't he wouldn't do that right i mean uh it very unclear because and this was the point that i was going to make is last episode the implication seemed to be that he sees her all the time right the way that he comes home he puts on the ring she's like oh hey there you are again put on your ring and he's like okay when's dinner and that's the cliffhanger of the episode two and then here we find out that she's upset about it because he hasn't talked to her in three years so that makes that scene at the end of episode two insane how very just crazy 
calm they are about the whole thing. It feels like the, the people who wrote episode two and episode three didn't talk to each other or something. Also, yeah. the staring at her phone was kind of maddening where I was just like, um, I think you, you don't need to check the phone. You know what just happened. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like if somebody calls you and you say like, I can't get into that right now. Like that clearly means they're standing right in front of me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I, yeah, you're talking about Nick Fury's reaction being like, sounds yeah. good, which but that's yeah. most of his reaction to most of the stuff where he's like, well, not only was I never a crack spy, I literally have never seen any spy movies or TV shows, and I don't know how any of this works. This is my yeah. wife. I haven't talked to her in three years. Where's my runny eggs? Yeah. Uh, but don't you think it's going to be the justification is that he's a scrub? It has to be, but also, what what are we watching at this point? If he's a scroll, like legit, I was joking. But about who's it earlier, he fighting? But... If there's if he's right. a scroll, you know what I mean? Like it's just good scrolls versus bad scrolls, and everybody's scrolls. Justin, rebuttal. Uh, yes. Oh, uh, does that question specifically for me? Um, I mean, that's the confusing part of this whole premise of this show is like, why it should be just everyone who thinks they're a human versus trying to find out the scrolls but instead we have the talos thing now i've complained about this before like it muddles the whole idea mm -hmm. where it's like good good scroll then it's like okay that's like the whole idea that let's like who's undercover as a human here but instead it's the flip of it we get um gia being undercover with the scrolls and being on the and it's it just like is the flip of any sort of like logical understanding of it. And she gives herself up instantly. And then is I don't think she's actually going to be dead next episode. I think oh, she's she dead. got shot. I think well, she got shot and turned herself into a scroll to fool him. And she's going to be alive. I mean, that's um, one possibility. The other possibility, which has been heavily speculated, which I lean more toward the ends of just because the way they executed her death is about the same as the way they've executed all the other scroll deaths. So I think she's probably dead, but the human she was basing herself off of is still in a brain machine. So we're going to get Amelia Clark How's back, that but Gia is dead. Eh, I don't know. I've been reading comics for a while, so I'm good with it. Uh, all right. Very convenient that the brain machines, you can just walk up and Google... Yeah, oh my just God. But just to talk about it on a base, like whatever happens in the next episode, and again, I know I was joking about it earlier, but the fact that they ostensibly have killed off two of the main female characters, the first one to motivate Nick Fury, the second one to motivate Talos, is bad. That is a bad thing that they should not be doing and they should know better about. So we'll yes. see how it executes the next episode with Gia, but like, stop doing that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, like, um, so there's this, uh, there was an interesting moment with Talos where he's saying, like, I chose you, Nick Fury, like, you're my one, you know, like, and so I thought we were going to get and we might get this idea of like, when, you know, uh, we go to another country, and we kind of get people to give us information they're kind of ruined to their community because we've turned them right and so like when we kind of like peace out of that they're kind of fucked when we leave because we were their only lifeline and mm. i thought that that was what we we're kind of uh, explore this idea of like 
if you have somebody that is a rat and is giving you information, if you, you know, they kind of uh, uh, just, so I don't know. I, I would, I'm hoping they're, cause that's a, a better idea than what's happening. Um, also the phone call at the end, did anybody else think that that was Rhodey on the phone? Yeah, it's definitely Rhodey. Okay. And I think we already speculated with episode two that Rhodey is probably a scrawl. That seems pretty obvious to me based on the way that he was treating Nick and everything. But also, if when that turns out to be true, it's a real bummer because like, like we're talking about a lot here, they're running out of characters who could be scrawls. Like they introduced Rhodey as the one high profile Avenger in the show. Of course, he's going to turn out to be the scroll because that's the only one you got versus going back to the comic book series. One of the things that mostly worked about it is you had literally any character of the Marvel Universe could be a scroll at any point. They revealed that like Electra was a scroll for years. There was, I think, Spider-Woman was all, Carmen Electra was also a scroll separately. Mockingbird. From Mockingbird. Um, mostly female characters, I guess. Uh, also, Hank Pym was a scrawl. And then you have this wide tapestry to deal with. I understand they can't have all those actors in the show, but like it limits the concept significantly when you do something like that. Do you think we're going to get like an oops, all scrolls situation here? Where basically all the characters in the show are scrolls? I guess. What a bummer if that's what it turns out to be. I don't know. I, I do want to ask about something, though, that I thought was so convoluted and weird, however you think about it. So we do get this climactic scene with Talos and Nick Fury where they're trying to stop the submarine from blowing up the airplane. Uh, and they go to this guy's house, not the military base that we had previously seen the scrolls invade, but the guy's house where he controls military submarines. And they capture his son and they try to do this trade for Talos and his son. And the, the guy who is a scroll is like, Oh, thank God it's my son. But it doesn't, his son seems to be human. I think. Yeah. So Very why confusing. does he care? I don't think the son was human. Well, so let me throw this out to you. I think there's a couple of possibilities, right? Like, let's say he is a scrawl, and I think more interesting possibilities not to rewrite this, but if he's a scrawl and his son is human because he's taken over this guy's life, as is supposed to happen in the show, him being like, I don't care, I'm a scrawl, kill my son, that's more emotionally palpable yeah. to deal with. Or alternately, if you are mixing it up and it turns out the son is a scrawl, reveal that so that we get this complicated and emotional tapestry of like, yeah, this guy is going to start World War III as a bad guy, but also he cares about his son, who's also a scrawl. How do we feel about that? Wow. What about? I love both of those. What I thought was going to happen was it's going to be a flip. They were both scrolls, but the kid was the the yes. gen the, who knew or the that. and the yeah. Instead, they went with the weirdest, the, most boring scroll. possibility. Very strange. I, also, I he did... kills him without getting the code. I was like, this is the plan? You just yeah. shoot him dead? And then the it's all plan. like, I was like, this is, you're all bad at this. Uh, also, the we're not negotiating here, Bob, was a great line. That was a nice moment. I thought that was a fun Nick Fury line there. Yeah, and that's all I need is one good line. Yeah, that's all you're going to get. It's all you're going to get. So we're halfway through this the season here, right? What are we? I, well, because like, can, can I throw out a couple of like? Yeah. Uh, I think you're getting into theories here. Um, the big one, which I kind of 100 percent don't think will happen, but fans have been speculating pretty heavily 
that Daisy Johnson, a.k.a. Quake, played by Chloe Bennett, um, will show up. Uh, they were expecting mm, her to show up. Agents in this of S.H.I.E.L.D.? From Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Wow. I don't think there's a world where this happens. What do you no. guys think? No way. They're going to use, they're going to spend uh, the idea of referencing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. on this show. I don't think they would do that. More no, likely, what Coulson. About this? What about yeah, Coulson? Bring back Coulson and reveal he was the Skrull who died and he's actually alive. Now that's yes, a And move. I think the human Coulson has been the one behind all this all the time. Yeah. And he can come back and be the hero. Absolutely. He's the hero we need, but not the one that we want right now. I don't remember how that quote goes. Um, oh, the other thing that I was going to mention, there was a little bit of an Easter egg. They mentioned Drakov, who's the villain in the Black Widow movie in that flashback scene. Cool. That's Sick. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, pretty Sick. wicked. Sick. Uh, well, listen, here's the thing. As we're starting to wrap up here, we all sound pretty negative about the show. I know it's not fun to listen to a podcast where we're bummed out about a show very much. I do think, not to speak for you guys, we're still hoping that it turns around, right? Yeah. yeah every time I watch down. it, I'm like, come on, man. Turn this thing around. We can do it. I believe in you guys. Let's have a great episode where Nick Fury re- realizes he's a scroll but didn't know it or something. And it's like a big like existential mm-hmm. crisis episode where he has to come to terms with all this. Like there's a ton of ways to go, but I just don't know if they're capable of it when we've had three in a row that are diminishing returns. Yes. I don't, I, I just think we need more Talos doing Seinfeld bits where he's like, what's the deal with dogs? I mean, you pick it up their poop. From us aliens' perspective, it looks like they're running things over here. Is, you think need. Seinfeld's a scroll? Oh, wow, that'd be a several great things reveal. that I don't want to mention out loud on a podcast. <laughs> But Wait, while what? we wrap up here, uh, hopefully things will be more positive next week. I guess we will see. In the meantime, if you like to support this podcast and all the podcasts, we do patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. to Facebook and YouTube. Come hang out. We would love to chat with you about Marvel stuff. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or the app of your choice to subscribe, listen, and follow the show at Comic Book Live on Twitter, at Marvel Vision Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, comicbookclublive.com for this podcast and many more. Until next time, stay marvelous. Stay poop, mother dog. (laughs) 